0: Today's show is brought to you by Club W. Club W sends wine that is perfectly tailored to your taste directly to your door. Get 50% off your first order when you go to clubw.com slash girlboss. And by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code girlboss at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. Hi, this is Girl Boss Radio from Panoply. I'm Sophia Amoruso, the founder of Nasty Gal and author of Girl Boss. Each week, I talk to girl bosses, successful women who I admire, who have done remarkable things in their respective careers, to extract advice from them that we can all learn from. Today's guest is Jessica Coslow, as the owner and chef of my favorite brunch place, Squirrel, here in Los Angeles. Jessica Coslow is transforming the cur- culinary landscape. Customers line up for her signature jams and delicious rice bowls. And her innovative approach to breakfast and lunch has New York Times food critic Mark Bittman calling her downright revolutionary. It's seriously that good. Welcome, Jessica. Thanks for having me. So you grew up in Southern California? I did. Whereabouts?
1: Born and raised in Long Beach. My mom is a dermatologist, and I grew up very much in an SPF costume. And spend a lot of time indoors. Is, but your
0: shirt has almost like holes in it. I know. She'd be really... What are you going to do when I, you leave here? <laughs> there's, a, there's a whole layer of sunscreen on my body Is right there now. really? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I heard you were an ice skater. Did You were a competitive ice skater mm-hmm. as a child? Was it because you your mom didn't want you to be in the sun?
1: I, so Well, that, I think that's the point. What I was just found out is that I actually really loved to swim as a child, too. And I went to a birthday party when I was five and skated and fell in love with it. And she chose for me, in a way, to skate because it was indoors and I'd be away from the sun. Yeah. So it was a really great thing for her because summers to me were always, oh, it's hot outside. I'm not going to the beach. I'm going to this (laughs) (laughs) indoor 35-degree
0: rink to skate.
1: Yeah. Um, So you're
0: a rink rat? I was a rink rat for sure. And now you're a pool squirrel? Uh, yeah (laughs) is that it are there are there pool
1: pool squirrels i think there is
0: i think i'm sitting next to one (laughs) (laughs) so you went to college where'd you go to college are you glad you went to college yeah i went to brandeis which is
1: in massachusetts i think that everything leads you to wherever you end up you know i have some amazing friends from college and I wouldn't give them up or the experience that from the world I think and even a professor that I still think about that I love from college so you know those are the elements that I still think about but I did drive through Waltham which is where the school is and I was like I went to school here four years I spent of my life like
0: it's kind of a gray (laughs) place you know yeah but you didn't go to college for food what did you want to do
1: I didn't know you know, I think I was skating. I thought maybe that I would pass go. Um, you realize or I realize that that wasn't the path, that skating wasn't the path for me. And I think I went through a moment of loss. Like, oh, I'm not going to be the next Nancy Kurgan. Kurgan. So the question was, what am I going to do? And, you know, there's also it depends on what family you come from. But in my family, I feel maybe particularly pressured to go of a certain route. Like, are you going to be an academic? Are you going to be a doctor, a lawyer? What are you going to be? So, you know, I went to college. I, I got a degree in economics and that's amazing. film studies. And then I went to graduate school. And it was in communication, culture, technology. It's like the master's within <clears throat> Georgetown's MBA program. And essentially, I thought maybe doing something in, in media, in production, in hopefully having something that was my own but I didn't know what I knew that my mom who was a single mom really like the woman I looked up to worked six and a half seven days a week with two businesses and running the shots to make sure there was food on the table and that was what I knew was like a strong empowering girl boss which was my mom Mm -hmm. you know but I once I stopped skating I started eating I started like (laughs) exploring what food was and even in graduate school, I got an internship at a bakery, baked and wired in D.C. I didn't take it because I was finishing a thesis. And then once I left Georgetown and moved to Atlanta, I started writing to restaurants and I got a job in a kitchen.
0: You know, the whole what are you going to be thing, come, you know, it's like you kind of rolled your eyes when you were like, my mom wanted yeah. me to go to college. And the thing is, I mean, my parents wanted me to, too, and they couldn't really – your yeah. parents can only control you to like a certain – point but I do think that f- even for me and probably a lot of people relate to this it's not a bad thing to have a parent breathing down your neck saying like hey kid you've got talent you're going to go places what's it going to be because it puts this internal that you are div- you an only child I am are you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is like, It's just like pressure on you. That's probably not a bad thing. No. Honestly, as much as I thrashed and was like, no, right. I don't want what you want for me. And <laughs> but they believe in you. Totally. To ha- and I
1: think that's really important is to have parents that whatever way they care, whatever that way is, they, they yeah. care.
0: Yeah, and I know a lot of people whose parents were just like, do whatever you want. Right. Boys can sleep over. <laughs> like, right. Go to college if you want. We love you no matter what. Mm-hmm. My parents love you no matter what. But... Uh, I think it took my mom a while, And they've turned though. out... Really? So, like, it took... I mean, I know that she loves me, but
1: it took her a while to understand this path. She was oh, like, yeah. wait, this is what I... This is not what I expected for you or totally. wanted for you. And at some point, you have to turn around and be the adult and be like, but this is what I want for me, yeah. actually. After all this time, I realized what I want for me. At some point, you were in Atlanta, and that's where the jamming thing started, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, I'm, I moved to Atlanta after grad school, and Why Atlanta? Uh, I, my boyfriend at the time, <laughs> girl boss. <laughs> I know. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, my, my boyfriend at the time, <laughs> he and his brother had a job down there. So it brought us down there. And I was like, you know what? I just graduated from grad school. Now I don't have anything. Like, I'm going to go down there and see what I what I want to do. And um, I went and ate at this restaurant called Bacchanalia, and it totally changed my life. I, I had an extraordinary meal. The kitchen was open. How did you um, afford a meal there?
0: Was that a big deal? Is it a super fancy place. It's a fancy restaurant? place,
1: but at the bar, you can go oh, a la cool. carte. So, so you sat at the bar? Yeah. So I sat cool. at the bar, and I just watched these people cooking. And I was like, I wanna be those people. And I wrote this crazy email and I'm sure you get these emails, Sophia. They're just like, please let I will whatever you want. Yeah. I I will like wash your floor. Mm-hmm. Whatever it takes, just let me in the door. And she met with me the next day and she laughed and she's my the chef. Yeah. Cool. And she I mean, and she's the my original girl boss, you know. Like, and it's like a James Beard Award mm-hmm. winning. Yeah, it's a James Beard Award winning restaurant. She has a multiple number of these concepts and she is pretty much the Alice Waters of the South she has her own farm where a lot of the produce comes from and to me that's what I think about when I think about cooking and a restaurant and what you want you want to be Annie Cotrano you want to have a place where your farmers are walking through the door with what they have I don't know any other way this was instilled from the second I started working in the industry and it was something that I couldn't you know stray from do you ever want to have your own farm i think that's potentially happening actually that's amazing um and that's my future current project
0: being a girl boss takes a lot of hard work when i have a tough day at the office there's nothing i love more than coming home kicking my feet up and sipping a nice glass of wine this is where club w comes in with club w you never have to worry about being without wine again Club W is a revolutionary new wine club that sends you wine directly to your door, saving you all those trips to the grocery store. Not only does Club W send you wine, they send you wine that you'll love drinking. Club W's easy six-question quiz figures out your palate, so every bottle you receive is perfectly tailored to your tastes. And right now, Club W is offering my listeners 50% off of your first order when you go to clubw.com girlboss. Don't ever come home to a fridge without wine again. Just go to clubw.com slash girlboss to get 50% off your first order. If you haven't already noticed, we talk about being a boss and working hard a lot on this show. And to do that, you need not only determination, but you also need the right tools. Squarespace is here to help. Squarespace gives you the tools you need to build a beautiful website that looks professionally designed regardless of your skill level. If you don't know how to code, that's no problem. You don't have to type a single line of code with Squarespace. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code GIRLBOSS to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. So you founded Squirrel how long ago now? Four years?
1: Almost five years ago. Oh, my God. It's, it really works. Supposedly, if you make it past your first year in the restaurant industry, uh, you might have made it. In the second year, it's pretty solidified that you'll be around for a little bit. Yeah. And um, yeah, now five years in. I mean, the... Jam started in 2011. The restaurant started in 2012. So I have another year or so to go before that five-year anniversary. But yeah.
0: Someone texted me. I was telling them mm-hmm. that our 10-year anniversary was coming up this fall since I started That's on eBay. That's insane. It's crazy. It's all I've ever done. It's so weird. And they texted me back and said that 95% of businesses fail within the first five years. And I'm sure restaurants are a whole nother. Yeah thing anyway now I you're i'm not tell, that you're, big you're on statistics me, i have, <laughs> <I'm just gonna laughs> have another start year to go
1: before i can really say i did it i have
0: no 95 <laughs> i mean no i think it's hard i think i think it's safe to say that squirrel will be around uh, in I a hope year so. oh my god tell us how you would describe squirrel and then tell us what squirrel away is
1: i guess the thing is i worked in the south as a pastry chef and the majority of my job was based around preservation. And living in the South, the resources are tight, so it's a very strong component of cooking there. So for
0: the people who don't understand what that means, it means you can't grow fruit all the time, so you have to preserve it? Yeah. Okay.
1: Oh god, will you do this? This is awesome. You want me to translate for you all over the place? Yeah, That's so good. (laughs) Um, And the thing about California is we have sunshine a lot of the time. Maybe we don't have as much water as we need, but somehow we grow the majority of the crops for the United States. And just like the sun is always shining, sometimes we don't realize the depth of our produce availability because it's always around. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is that there are some really unique varieties and the amount of produce that we have is so vast And no one's doing anything with it. And so when I moved back here, that was the thing that struck me first. Going back to the farmers' markets, seeing all of this produce, taking kind of what I learned from canning and preservation, and knowing that I could do that with really special things—not just out of necessity, but also out of for honoring that produce. What's
0: the most special thing that you've preserved? I would say. Other than your dignity, (laughs) so far. (laughs) We'll We'll see.
1: We'll see. Persian mulberries, which literally fall off the tree and they into evaporate. Into your mouth? Yeah, <laughs> like you just like put your tongue on one and they fall. I mean, wow. they, have, they somehow grow and they just dissolve immediately. It's almost like that rice paper when you put rice paper in your mouth and it yeah. just like dissolves. These fruits have no lifespan off the tree. And somehow I have one farmer that has so many of them that she's able to, Pull them into frozen igloos, transport them, and I've been able to preserve them that day. And that is really, really special.
0: For what you preserve, do you get the benefit of buying strawberries with bruises on them and then Absolutely. being able to use that kind of stuff? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. that's
1: that's the thing is that margin Oh God, you have to. Yeah. You, you know, that is the way to make it work. Gratefully because we're truly the only ones preserving here in Los Angeles at such a high level. A lot of the farmers that we love, love us back. They want to work with us in whatever capacity that we can. The thing is, I have a lot of unique varieties that I specifically seek out. So ones that are not in that category, we use for other things. We'll either use for the restaurant, brews fruit, like we can juice. I mean, they know that they can come to us. But there's a number of restaurants now that I think are keen on trying to take that excess and utilize it in a in in a positive way so today's squirrel today's squirrel was a continuation of the jam because it felt like okay if I want to open a space and I've worked in fine dining dinner doesn't seem right for the location and the neighborhood breakfast and lunch seems like something that could work off mm-hmm. of jam and it started with this 800 square foot space and so I still make all the jam out of there. And so with that limited amount of space it was what can we do? And it was just very simple toast and coffee and a grain situation that was for those people who wanted something savory or gluten-free. And mm-hmm. since I've gotten more of the space, I've been able to evolve the menu into really exciting polenta
0: items. Polenta items. What the fuck is in that polenta? Do, is you there in there? Do you like, want to know? Do you want to know why is
1: it so good? That broth is so delicious, and it's made with whey, which is the oh. leftover liquid that comes out of the ricotta that we make. Whoa! Whoa!
0: So much stuff. The rice, the crispy rice, is amazing. The French toast is insane. Yeah, it's basically a French toast sandwich with jam in the. Sauce. <laughs> it is <It's> like <laughs> just
1: custardy, Panda yeah. perdue. But chefs have we've kind of tinkered with breakfast in the brunch category, but the bigger issue in the food industry is that the margins are so small that real chefs, maybe ones that are working fine dining, like don't take breakfast and lunch seriously enough because most of the time there's not alcohol involved in sales, mm-hmm. and that's where a lot of the revenue comes from. But in my head at the time, like I didn't even think about that. I was just like, I know that the continuation of Squirrel is doing a chef-driven, market-driven Restaurant. No?
0: Are you going to get an alcohol license, do you think?
1: No, not for that space. Next door at Squirrel Away, we'll have bottles to go. When does that open? Squirrel Away should have been open yesterday. I it was open. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, is it open yet? There's been a little bit of a back and forth with my landlords. And so it's just been kind of a struggle to get it open. There's a church, and I need like 500 square feet of that for a walk in. I've been you- like logistically waiting for some things to fall. Yeah, squirrels. So, that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Certain
0: things just kind of fall. But trust me, I,
1: it needs to open because we get, you know, like, oh, I'd love to go, but the line's so long. And you're like, okay,
0: mm-hmm. I get it.
1: It's quicker than waiting for a table and getting your order taken. And But it's a different feeling. When you're waiting in line, you feel like you're waiting, you know? Mm-hmm. So having something where there's a takeaway option and you can be like, I want those three things and I'm out. It's going to be really
0: helpful. So, Squirrel Away is going to be like its own standalone to-go mm-hmm. food restaurant, mm-hmm. made mm-hmm. on the spot, as well as
1: space. yeah, yeah. So okay. it's it's accessible already made in a way, pointing and it being put on a plate and it's ready for <laughs> yeah, you. We've all done that. Mm-hmm. But what makes cool. it squirrely is probably you know we talked about like bruised fruit and using seconds, but also we use a lot of let's say carrot tops or turnip tops. Things that might be thrown away are utilized and also working with farmers like my rice farmer that I use for everything and using the other things that she has to plant to make that rice. So if you're growing rice, you're depleting the soil of X and let's say you then plant garbanzos to replenish the soil. She also needs to sell those. Mm -hmm. So just making sure that we're working with farmers that we can help keep their land vibrant and ready to That's amazing. grow That's, do you think you're going to outgrow that space so i have I've, so i yeah. outgrew the space and the thing was is that as cooks that are hungry to like evolve part of it was like how do we do more how do we feed the thousand plus people that come in on the weekend oh. but the thing is we took over the whole building so now not not only were are we 800 square feet we're 4,000 square feet. Okay. So we have a lot of space now. We got an extra kitchen and a walk-in, and we're able to do huge fermenting and dehydrating projects that find their way into our menu. Mm -hmm. And so that's the thing about Squirrel, is that it's maybe things that you know, like toast and jam, but done in a way that feels very unfamiliar. Or like, Mm -hmm. oh, I know what a rice bowl is, but I've never experienced this before. And I think that's the thing is that location – just like the weirdness of it has allowed us just to be who we are. And, mm-hmm. you know, like from the second you walk in the door, you feel like there's a voice there. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. that can be lost with a lot of restaurants. Yeah, I agree. So you have a book coming out.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: exciting. Can you can you give me some tips? Oh, <laughs> my God. Are, are you done with it? So we're finished with all the recipes and all the photos. Cool. and. Now we are in the final
0: phase of putting it all together. I'm kinda there now with the second book. Yeah. It's totally different for a book like this because there's so many different types of assets. Mm -hmm. I mean there's I've illustrations, photos from you know, that we've pulled from Getty images and have to get clearance on our own photos and then yeah, laying out. Is that one more of a is it a bigger book? Is it I don't want to say coffee table, but like ten by ten. Okay. Yeah, like hardcover Cool. it's called Nasty Galaxy. It's I think it's out around the same time. Yours, awesome. We should do something together. I would – It's November, I think. Yeah. Mine comes That'd out in fun. mid-October. Okay. I would love that. That'd that would be, be amazing. Cool. Um, That's really cool, actually. Yeah. Any excuse to eat your food, man. Mm. Yeah. But so, how was so, that experience
1: for you? Did you have an, any idea that the book
0: would be as successful? I had no idea. You know, I knew that there was a girl like me and like you – who wound up in business because she followed her nose and yeah. you know started doing things that she enjoyed and went down the rabbit hole of opportunity and connecting dots as they present themselves.
1: I'm assuming that you've also had so many opportunities and that's also a thing to always talk about is like how do you choose the right opportunity for you? Like yeah. how do you stay true to yourself and choose opportunities that feel consistent with you totally. and like when you have a brand. brand to protect, yeah. you know
0: and you absolutely do. I was going to ask you about that, actually, because I'm sure there's tons of opportunities of people who are like, hey, come do airports. Or like, absolutely. we want you to be the, this hotel. we want to open a squirrel, yeah, in a hotel yeah. or whatever it is. How do you handle that stuff? And mm-hmm.
1: sometimes those are the juicy opportunities, right? Like totally. the hotel opportunities, the mm, private clubs, like those are the ones where you're like, oh, there's money there mm-hmm. and they're willing to support you. But do your brands and identities connect? Do you have Mm -hmm. the similar values and goals? I definitely see other chefs popping up with restaurants all over the place here in L.A. And I've been so slow to develop. Sometimes people are like, what's your deal? But I've always say it's kind of like Tinder where, you know, I'm just, I don't really know Tinder, but I watch my friends on it and I'm like, they're just swiping left you know mm-hmm. and that's how I feel where I'm like oh, I, this isn't the right one for me and here's another one there's a lot that yeah. kind of comes into the purview that how do you stay focused is really important mm-hmm. what presents itself that feels like it's
0: hard yeah but and sometimes it takes a while business has to be really you know I mean right. you're still building you're opening up squirrel away you have a book coming out yeah. it's like yeah you can only do so many things at once
1: There's other things that, like, deserve attention or ideas and just trying to develop those and just, yeah, just growing in a way that feels consistent with the identity.
0: I asked on Instagram this morning, what questions do you have for Jessica? Hmm. And we have a few, so I'm going to read them. Cool. Justine Donato asks, how did you remain steadfast and focused on your creativity and business when times got difficult?
1: Justine, that is an amazing and still challenging question. I started this from nothing. I took whatever I had and and continued to invest it in the restaurant. I don't have investors at this moment, and so the decisions I make are my decisions alone. And so it's allowed me to make decisions that maybe put less money in my pocket, but feel
0: like the honest and right move for me. Mm -hmm. And so... You're squirreling away the power until you're ready to like bust out on the right thing right yeah
1: I think I think you're right you know I think you're right and sometimes it's a struggle because you're like I'm continuing to put it all back in and it I don't ever question it it feels right and hopefully one day it'll be that moment where I can breathe a little easier but I'm not there yet
0: Jan Munn her name's Yanika actually because I've had lunch with her asks Do you have a favorite recipe you visit time and time again and any tips for making pomegranate jam?
1: I guess we can start with the pomegranate jam because that one would be more like a pomegranate jelly. And typically when we do it, you're just using the juice of the pomegranate and we make pectin from citrus rinds. If you go with a commercial pectin and juice, you Hmm. could probably do it easily. And then do I have a favorite recipe that I visit from time and time again? I, I'm gonna have to think I have about one that. polenta <laughs> I love that. popcorn what do
0: people order more than anything this the sorrel pesto rice bowl okay, yeah cool Sean Button asks what would you make for Julia Child Sean
1: so nice I would make Julia Child things that are very unique to Squirrel that feel like maybe something she's never had like let's give her that sorrel pesto let's mm-hmm. give her We've been doing this really, really delicious, what she might think of like a comforting soup, but instead it's full of dried lime and um, wow. cardamom ghee. Like just give her things that reflect kind of the playfulness of Squirrel, and hopefully she she's
0: into it. Cool, Julia.
1: Yeah, I'll make you some sorrel pesto.
0: Hoagzilla asks, Has sexism ever been an obstacle for you as a chef, and how did you deal with it?
1: Mm. You know, there are people that have dealt with it. I feel like I've been fortunate enough because I also worked in a restaurant owned by a woman that it was very clear from the beginning of my career that it was open to everyone. Mm -hmm. So I haven't ever experienced it, and my kitchen runs in a very similar way where – the gender isn't important. It's it's whether the job is done and done well.
0: Mm-hmm. Sam Jill Dav asks, <laughs> do you have any daily rituals or certain ways you start your day to keep yourself on track and focused? What time do you start your work day in the morning? XOXO Canadian Girl Boss in training.
1: Ah, I go to sleep really late and I wake up really early, so – my eyes are rolling at like 5:45 and I'll be up at 6:30. My sanity is swimming, so I just find that time in the day to get in the water. And, Where do you uh, swim? I'm, I, I swim Echo at the park YM- lake. No, yeah, in the lake, just like <laughs> stripped down to my nothings, like whatever. Give everyone a show. <laughs> no, I I swim at the YMCA downtown, cool. which I love because it is so seventies. It's well, it's just so everyone. You know, like yeah. it, there's no one type of person there. It is you get the swath. And most of the time you leave feeling pretty good about yourself. Yeah. So there's that side of things where I'm like, I am a really good swimmer. And then in that moment for me, I just – my whole, my brain turns off like I'm in the water. So there's great. like this beautiful clarity. And to lose the phone and hear myself breathing for a second. Kind
0: of like we can do right now. <sighs> All right. Namaste. Um, from Kimberly KK. Living in a city filled with California cuisine, how do you set yourself apart from the boom and the health craze to continue to be a sustainable restaurant? Also, how do you continue to grow and develop your relationships with your food sources?
1: For Squirrel, we need to stand apart. We have to say, here's this really unique Blenheim apricot. How do we take it to the next level and do something where we keep it honest, we don't manipulate it, but it's in a form or used in a way that feels unique and different and like you've never had it. And you know we go to the market like many other f- restaurants here at Wednesday and Sunday. The amount of product we buy from them is astounding. We had a chef from Brooklyn come do a dinner with us, and we told him we were going to the farmers market. He's like, "Oh, cool, I'll meet you there." And he was blown away when he realized like how much stuff we had to do to actually get the food to us because most restaurants they don't do that; they just have distributors drop off food, mm-hmm. and we really like have to go and pick everything
0: where do you go what farmers market? uh
1: santa monica on wednesday which is like the major one for chefs and then sunday in hollywood
0: all right last question from coentrell do your suppliers ever run out of an ingredient when you need it if so how do you work around that if not what do you do to ensure it? it's never an issue
1: when we started Skrill, we had a chef who would come in and just like kind of like laugh at us and say man you're out of sausage today." How can you do that? And he worked at a, a restaurant up the street which always has a burger on, you know. And I thought, you know, I don't wanna be that. Like if we run out, it's unfortunate because we get people being like, Oh, you're out of bacon, why you know? But we're out of it. We can't get anymore. And, you know, I don't feel bad about not having avocados an avocado toast on the menu if avocados are out of season and I can't get them, like Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to have it on. Mm -hmm. And that's just going to be the way that we work. And I mean, you open your doors, you do what you do because you feel like you have, you want to keep people. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're a, a Zoftig mom trying to feed your kids. And you know, like hopefully they like their meal. And like, that's why I went into it. It's like, I love to cook and I hope that I can share that with the people that come in the door. But it's it's hard. You're not going to please everyone all the time. And it took me a while to be okay with that.
0: Cool. We do one thing on the show called Girl Boss Moments where we talk about what our moment of the week was. So, you know, it could be I slept more than five hours or I swam extra long. It's just like the thing that you're most proud of for the week. What would that be for you?
1: Oh, this week has been really hard, actually. It's been a very busy week. It's been so busy that I haven't been able to find time for me. And yesterday I left a meeting and I did. I went and swam for about an hour and it felt really amazing. Maybe a little normalcy, you know, like waking up this morning, being on my computer for a second and having my dog like on my lap sleeping next to me. Mm -hmm. Those are the normal things, right? But sometimes it's hard to have those moments Mm -hmm. and just a little bit of what like having a moment at home That's the best. It is the best. So, like, really enjoy that time. I guess that's the thing for me is, like, recognizing that, you know, you will be busy. You're going to be doing things that take you away from your own time. But to find that little bit of time to, like, just appreciate those normal moments is really important for sanity.
0: I think that's great. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. Thank you. All right. That was Girl Boss Radio thank you so much for listening we'll be back next week so please tune in our producer is shara morris thanks also to laura mayer and andy bowers at panoply for exclusive content from today's episode you can go to nastygal.com and click on nasty galaxy please let us know what you think of the show you'll find us on twitter at girlboss on instagram at girlboss our email address is podcast at girlboss.com you can find me at sophia Emeruso on instagram and twitter and if you like the show please tell a friend and subscribe to us in itunes stitcher or your favorite podcast app and don't forget to leave us a rating or comment wherever you subscribe it helps other people discover our show thanks also to the band phases for letting us use their song i'm in love with my life and to my husband joel director Graf, for our interstitial jam i'm sophia amaruso i'll talk to you next week